Looney Moon and Lip Syncing Thinking. It's Rhyme and Reason episode 304. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here. How you doing today? Doing all right? I hope so. It's a good day here to be alive in America. And, well, if you're listening somewhere else, I hope it's a good day to be alive where you are too. And as long as you're breathing air, it's a good day to be alive. I'm going to tell you a little story here about a loony moon. And uh, it's actually about the regular moon. But it's kind of a loony moon origin story. So I'm going to start it off with the typical story time thing. Once upon a time, there was this hot mess in the middle of an even more gigantic hot mess. So let's call the little hot mess mm, Earth. And the bigger hot mess we'll call the solar system. And there was an even bigger hot mess called the universe, but I don't want to get too big and long-winded on this, so let's stay close to home, okay? So now, why is this moon origin story even important? Well, lots of people, even some with degrees and pedigrees, think the moon evolved after either being spun off Earth or from particles of the Earth. And I'm inclined to disagree because the moon's orbit is too inclined. See what I did there? I'm inclined. Anyway, and uh, that's not something I feel because I'm a Christian. You know, I don't just feel that because I'm a Christian. It's information backed up with research and information from a guy who got his Ph.D. from MIT. And them's some pretty important little letters there, wouldn't you say? Ph.D. from MIT. Uh, if you go to Tony Funderburk, let's see, TonyFunderburk.com forward slash moon origin story. You'll see uh, a link to who that Ph.D. from MIT is. Anyway, let's get back to the story. Lots of people, even some with degrees and pedigrees, thought our cute little moon was just a part of Earth that flew into space when a big, mean rock, maybe as big as Mars, hit the planet. But then some astronauts actually flew to the moon, landed on it, and brought some pieces of it back. And you'd think those pieces of the moon should have looked more like a, a big, mean rock that hit the Earth, right? That big, mean rock broke up into a bunch of pieces, and some of them flew up and hit the moon anyway. But they actually look like pieces of the Earth. You know why? Because they are pieces of Earth. And if that big, mean rock, or whatever it was, was so big, and it hit our planet so hard, then Earth should have just started spinning. And I mean spinning too fast. Or if the rock just barely hit Earth, there wouldn't have been enough parts to form the moon. And they certainly wouldn't have been big enough. But anyway, none of that happened. In fact, explanations that leave out God sound so silly. That's kind of why I even make the silly voice to go with this, I guess. I'm making fun. You can make this joke about their moon origin story. The best explanation for the moon was observational error. The moon actually doesn't exist. Well, okay, the moral of this story is God does exist, and he made the moon. He made the sun, the earth, and all the other planets and the whole universe. The moon is part of an intricate design by our Creator, who holds it all together with His will. Now, I'm thrilled it's not all an accident. It gives me, actually, great hope and anticipation of eternal life with the one who loves me enough to die for all my mistakes. It's hope and faith 
based on evidence. And really, even more than that, it's based on the one who provides the evidence, God. So, what more could a mere mortal desire? And I've got a little moon song for you. It's a fairly long song. I think it's about six minutes. I'm going to share that with you, and I'll be right back. There's a great fog hanging over the desert. There's a red sky slowly turning to blue. And there's a white horse and it's running me homeward. Back to the best place on Cactus 
See you later. See you soon. Yep, that's a song I wrote um, back in, I think, about 1988. I was still on the road, and I was getting ready to leave the road, at least for a while at that time, and move to Colorado, move back to Colorado, because I'd been on the road a long time. And I was just kind of writing about, you know, going back to where I wanted to go and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's how that song came around. So, um, let's see. I want to tell you another little story before I end up here. This one's um, about lip syncing. Quite a few years ago, I was playing some music in a local club in the Denver metro area. And there was a nice crowd. And for the most part, they seemed to be digging up on what I was laying down. That's just cool music talk for, you know, they liked it. But there was this uh, one guy who kept walking up and basically just getting in my face well, I mean, as close as he could without hurting himself on my microphone stand. And he, he complimented me more than anyone else did that night. I mean, it was kind of weird because he just kept coming up. You know, oh, you're really good, man. You're awesome. And he, he'd say these things, but he, then he would look at me weird. And then he did something else that night. He told me I was lip syncing. And I was like, what? Lip syncing? Well, I got to tell you, real lip syncing ain't real. That's what makes it lip syncing. When you lip sync, I don't care how good you are at it, there's always a way to tell. Maybe your lips don't make the right shape for the certain words or you forget the words. Sometimes it's a matter of how your movement doesn't match up with your delivery. And regardless of what it is, lip syncing is always detectable. Always. And that guy that night just knew that he had me on this. I mean, he just, he was sure. I was lip syncing. So he came up and, um, let's see, uh, I sang a song with, that was just me. He asked, you know, can you just sing a song with just you and your keyboard? So I did that. No other background instruments because I use some, uh, I do sequencing and I make my own uh, background track so I can have a nice full sound with drums and bass. That way it doesn't sound so, you know, same all night long. But even after doing that, he still didn't believe I was actually just singing the songs. He kept looking at my equipment rack and then back at me. And really, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what was throwing him off. And then after I sang a Kenny Loggins song, he walked up and, and practically shouted, Aha! I see what you're doing! And this was during my song, by the way. So when I finished the song, I asked him what his problem was. I saw you click buttons on that machine in your equipment rack, he said, as he pointed his somewhat drunken finger toward the rack. What are you talking about, I replied. That thing there with the buttons and the knobs on it, he answered. And he walked up closer than I preferred and pointed right at my effects module. Yeah, the device I use to create effects like reverb and slapback echo and some variation of those. That effects module. Effects can help liven up an acoustically dead room or you know, just mimic a certain sound from cover songs. But the one thing effects modules do not do is make you sound like somebody else. So when that guy told me I was just using electronics to sound just like the originals, I took it pretty much as the highest compliment of the night. Since he thought I was lip syncing, and I was not lip syncing, that meant I was given a tip-top performance. One last thing. I don't think I sound like all those singers whose songs I performed over the years. I don't think I even sound like them. In a lot of cases, far from it. But the point is, it looked and sounded like it to that drunk guy. And if it feels right, it must be, right? No, no, it's not. Well, uh, let's see. That's my storytelling for this episode. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, it means the world to me. It truly does. And I hope to have some more for you real shortly. So until next time, uh, this is Tony with Rhyme and Reason and brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com. And until then, remember, there is a rhyme and reason to life because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason.